Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is transgender natural? People are baffled by Bruce Jenner's transition to Caitlyn, but are more people attracted to transgender than we think? DNA Talk with comedian Christopher Corbin on his recent coming out as a transgender lover. This is Pushing Boundaries with TNA. I'm T. And I'm A. And uh, tonight we have with us Chris Corbin. I guess. Christopher Corbin. Hi. Uh, he's an actor, comedian and, comedian, and improviser from the show Jane the Virgin. And... Um, do you, do you get to improvise on Jane the Virgin? Not really. Uh, I got to do the Russian accent, so I got to actually work <laughs> hard on my lines to get them right. Yeah, that's tough. Every once in a while, I'll put something in there, like I'll split up uh, have, haven't to have not because usually they don't use right. prepositions. Uh, I, I don't even yes. know, guys. Is that right? No, 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 no. She said yes, and I'm right. I'm like, I know I'm wrong. I don't know language. I like this. This you all taps into about. like the topic of today, dealing with like transgender and like what t- you know. How do you like call them? Right? This is like a whole thing. What are the terms? Yeah, yeah. pronouns. Don't say of, tranny, it's all guys. Grammar. Do not say tranny. That That's offensive, not, right? That is very offensive. It's uh, well. It used to not be, and uh, it became very offensive. Let's tell people why we're talking with you. Of course. Yeah, I interjected. No, that's okay. So, uh, so Chris, you you have an interesting story. You recently came out as being, I don't even know what to call it, but I would say transgender attracted? I, Is that- yeah, well, I came out uh, to my wife about being a, uh, I, I guess it'd be pansexual man, because I don't see... Uh, I don't see gender as a like outlying factor for what attracts me. Okay. Um, mm. So it's pretty much if I find you attractive, I find you attractive. And I found since I was younger, I've always been attracted to transsexuals. And uh, I was engaged to a post-op transsexual for um, a short time when I was younger. And uh, then I stopped doing that because I could never really come out to my friends. I had uh, I had some pretty shitty friends back in high school and college days that if I came out, I would have been outcast. And so that kind of stuck with me for a long time. And just recently in my 32s, I uh, came out to my wife and it's been hard, but it's also been good to be honest about who I am. Yeah, I can right. imagine. Uh, um, and so do you go so... Gosh, I have a lot of questions, but it was there ever. So is this something you you have felt since you were like a kid or is it something that you think developed? I've always been into uh, boys and girls ever since I was a kid. I I actually was hooking up with boys and girls like in elementary school. Like it went back that far, like doing stuff. And uh, and then I ended up experimenting with mostly boys with boys uh well actually with men which was not a good idea uh when i was younger and it kind of turned me off of that and then i started i was not the most attractive kid so Mm -hmm. uh the only thing i could get because i would go online i couldn't i was never 
sexually attracted, uh, sexually attractive to uh, the people in my school. So I would go online and try to find things that way. And you, usually I'd end up hooking up with transsexuals and mm. I began to really like it. So what can I, Go ahead. Yeah. I, well, I guess I find it interesting, too, how there's almost like the parallel of your experience to someone who's transsexual and that just what you're saying, kind of the social stigma mm. of even if you're not transsexual, right, but if your partner is, then it's this whole thing of like, how is that interpreted and like you feeling comfortable telling people or, or does it even come up? I mean, in some ways, someone might not even know that they're transsexual unless, you know, I've heard from some people the that they think I, them. Yeah. And I've heard from some people that I'm straight because I'm still attracted to the woman form and transsexuals tell me that I'm straight. My wife says that I'm gay. So <laughs> it's uh, two different things. Um, but this is, an, this is a question I had too, is that what exactly about the transsexual experience, I suppose, are you attracted to? And I, and I think there's also different, there's some transsexuals who keep, well, I would say male to female, who keep their penis or who don't go through the whole reassignment surgery. And then there are others who do sex reassignment. And so I guess I'm, if I'm trying to put myself into this position to understand all of this better, it's like, okay, I can imagine maybe a man wanting to be dominated or penetrated and, and a transsexual with a penis would, would accommodate that. I never really liked being penetrated. Um, I was always what they would refer to as a top. Mm -hmm. um, and I always just like that. I mean, I... I like penises. I like my own. Um, I'm a big fan of them. Uh, so I, Me too. Yeah, it's it's something that I like. I know how they work, and they work very easily, whereas you got to work a little bit harder with a vagina. Yeah, it's uh, a little bit of a mystery. Yeah, it's a little bit harder to work with. But uh, I, like, I actually like both, uh, and I can't say that I like one more than the other. But yeah. I find that I watch more transsexual porn than I do. And so transsexual, with, sorry if I'm being like hitting it over the head with this, no. but just to, to clarify, so transsexual being being um, with sex reassignment or a transsexual with a, still with a penis? I've been attracted both. To both. Um, I don't see a line. Uh, like the line for me is very blurred. Like I don't see a, much of a difference. Yeah. Except for the bottom parts <laughs> right I, I have to say watching um this interview with bruce jenner which of course caused waves and has made it very mainstream to talk about transgender right now which i would think is a good thing for I them totally like an opportunity do, yeah. to really yeah. allow us to understand better which is why we're here talking mm -hmm. as well but um something that was that i noticed in the interview is just sort of this fixation on labeling and it's like well are you gay are you are you straight? Are you, you know, what? And it's like, what is, it almost feels like the wrong conversation. And and I, I just feel like more and more sexuality is becoming this more open field, which is, and the more you talk with straight male men, you know, they'll admit to having, uh, having had sexual relations with like their good friends in college or growing up, you know, kind of experimenting and then also the same thing for women, you know, so you're I've more and more you're going, what's, what's the freaking difference? <laughs> it's funny to me. Cause ever since I actually opened up and was honest with like myself and the only person I was really hiding it from, cause I've been with my wife for nine years. And so after I came out, that was the only person I was hiding it from. So I was, was more honest. I was talking to people about it and I found so many more guys are into that than I thought. Mm, yes. um, like people that are my friends are like, yeah, I'm into that too. I just don't like talking about it with people, and uh, like right. I keep it between me and my girlfriend or whatever it is. Wait, well, into you don't know how react into trans being attracted to transsexuals, in, in being into transsexuals. Like, mm. there's a lot more people that I never would have thought 
and that are um and the people i feel bad for a lot are people like my wife who um have to be in marriages with people who don't know who they are and then right. end up getting that shock where it's like oh um this I isn't thought, what i thought this is not what i thought i was with and then they end up stuck with this horrible like what me and my wife are going through now where it's like we don't know what to do like I still love her and she's still my best friend but I know that I'm sexually attracted to something else and I don't know if I could be there for her and not and I, I don't think I could be faithful so that's the hard part so it almost seems like it's a matter of just of kind of opening the relationship up it's not like you or your sentiments have changed or your attraction to her has gone away but the it's just she would never like she just would not want to share me and right. that's and that's understandable and it, it become so much harder with everything like going on and so we're living in separate bedrooms and trying to figure out how to separate and that's a hard thing but mm. I'm, and I'm sure that happens with a lot of people coming out of the closet who've gone into these relationships and continue on and then find out that they are not that way and that they like men or like transsexuals or like something else and so the person who's straight in this in the whole thing ends up really getting a dealt a shit hand because they thought they had the perfect life right i um something that you had researched today was uh, the history of of transsexuality i did well well this fascinated me because yeah can i just because we're talking about like the labeling and like what is what is it and and all of this you know in between and you know and also bruce jenner coming to the forefront and it feels like this new thing like it's you know the new vanguard but really there's a long history of it well there's but but i didn't know about this and so i like one of the reasons for having the show is that i have a lot of admittedly i have a lot of confusion i don't judge the community it's not like i feel like uh lgbtq community is like inferior doesn't have a right to exist or anything it's not that at all it's simply i just question like well okay is this a result of our society is it a result of you know being in an over sexualized culture or is something going on you know so I'm just trying to look at all the factors to try to understand and so yeah I'm like okay well let's look at the history of it like how long has this been around and it was really surprising I didn't know this but I mean I mean it's mentioned in the bible well, the right. idea of that, that cross, to, cross-dressing. Right, that to cross Do you have the quote, right? I do, With yeah. the actual quote from oh, Deuteronomy. You, you haven't heard this quote? Oh, there's Deuteronomy? Deuteronomy. Oh, well, I, I mean, that's I my think jam. It's, I think it's all in Deuteronomy. <laughs> I think it's mentioned a few times. But uh, yeah, but Deuteronomy, uh, um, it said 22.5, whatever that means. I'm not a Bible person. so. If you, <laughs> but the woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all that do so are of abomination unto the Lord thy God. And this was mentioned in the Jenner interview, which I was like, what, floored? But I'm like, well, shit, if it's in the Bible, then that means if, if somebody put it in the Bible. It's because it was happening. It's because it's what, it was <laughs> happening even then, right? Of course. And I mean, so, it probably goes back to even Greek times. Well, like it they, does. So then yeah. I was digging, well, right? Yeah. And then I found. And, and then even the phenomenon of like eunuchs and all this stuff. Well, yeah. And, and that it's, um, there really is like. Okay, so just rattle off Plutarch, some of yeah. who's like a Roman historian, talks about the Great Mother, and the Great Mother being this uh, this deity who's an intersex deity, where it was like before the two sexes had split, so the two sexes living together as one, and there's there's 
um, transgender depictions of this great mother and all of her priestesses, like in artifacts all the way, like in Mesopotamia, Assyria, Babylonia, Akkad, like so be like a hermaphrodite god, right? Okay, yeah, and um, and then there's a lot of tribal cultures who revered transgender priestesses. This is more male to female transgender, and so a lot of these priestesses would go through different surgeries and. Uh, and yeah, some of it would be eunuchs and whatnot, but all kinds of different things that they would do to their bodies to become transgender because they felt like um, they felt like have, being a, not not being identified by one gender like transcended humanity a bit, and, and that they had them, more wisdom. They had more wisdom, and it and yeah, and they were able to connect with that great mother more. So it was it was it was revered. I actually read about uh, back in. Way back when, there were a lot of shamans that were women, because uh, they and so I'm sure there were lots of men who uh, would want to become shamans right. and become the medicine people of their tribes or whatever, and that would turn to be, be being exactly. a woman, and uh, that makes a lot of sense. It's I think that with society, the way society is now, it's just we're living with all these past uh, ideas of what humans should be or should not be, and it's really we all have we're all just animals. Yeah. That's right. all we are. We all have animal instincts and I've seen like dogs that are both boys love each other like it's it happens yeah. in all like uh it spreads all across the animal kingdom. So the fact that we have like ideas about how we should be it's just it's very close-minded. Right. On people saying like, oh, you should be this way because you were born this way. And it's like, no, I don't feel that way. And I want to be this way. It's Yeah. Well, I want to say the, with the Deuteronomy quote, for example, it makes me think of um, there, you know, they have a very set goal of creating a nuclear family and the structure of marriage to preserve the child's, you know, rearing and this kind of thing. So you know you under like for me when i read that i understand it as okay they're trying to create structures and define gender and create very clear archetypes that people can follow um to build a structured society well it's more of a structured religion because that's what what it is these days is like uh if even if you look at mormons like they're required to go and produce families and produce more and more children to make more Mormons. So I'm sure right. it was the same thing with the Christian religion where they wanted to make more Christians and people who do this can go and sleep with men or sleep with or become transsexuals or whatever they want to do. They won't add to that religion. So it's wrong. Right. And that's a big problem is because people want these religions to continue. So they write these books in order to say what you can and can't do. And it's, it's kind of all like, fairy tales really right well so in my opinion moving to present day for me i you know i think a lot about gender in itself right and i often feel like i talked about this with a like i we definitely play the very feminine role and i and i know that like it it feels like a role that i play and i like playing it and when i was a child and i was younger i like wanted to be a boy in third grade you know um and i and i don't but I don't think it was maybe at such a level that I need to right change myself literally, but it was but it still makes me feel like it's all in the same ballpark of like role playing and how am I defining myself and um and back to kind of Bruce Jenner and this whole f like phenomenon of him coming forward it i I wondered 
okay looking at this at Bruce Jenner specifically and of course there's so many other ones um Laverne Cox with you know Orange is the New Black all this stuff but it seemed like okay he's doing these surgeries and then like he's also married to someone like Chris Jenner and they have like they're these sort of media mavens and the icons of femininity and all of a sudden he's like in this relationship with them and um and I wondered how much that like affects what do I want to say? Help me, I right, <laughs> right. That, how how much of that was just how like being affected, being surrounded by women and femininity, and but more all than that? that, like how again, like this archetype of femininity and having to like play that role, and then him like desiring to be something that our whole society idolizes anyway. And so then back to this, it gets a little heady, but like that idea of is this something organic coming from him, from his DNA, the way he's born, or is it like all these societal pressures to fit a gender archetype that make you go, well, I'm somewhere in between. I'm just a man that like wants to be feminine. Like can can he exist as a man that's just feminine without surgery or does he need to do the surgery? I think if really some long, people you know, grow up thinking or believing that they're more feminine and more of a woman and do want to change but are afraid of what society would do. And right. I'm sure Bruce Jenner fell into that category and wanted to make himself as normal as possible, similar to what I did. Like when I felt that I didn't want that for my life because I don't want to lose my friendships and I don't want people to judge me. And then I realized because I got older that like it doesn't matter if they judge me and it doesn't matter if what they think of me. Right, and actually yeah. so you'll find same, your community of people who accept you exactly. by only going forward as who you are. Yeah, and if the more you lie about it, the more you self-hate and the more you like start dogging on yourself and you don't want that. You want to be able to be who you are. And I think that is what uh, she wanted to be and what Caitlyn Jenner, she wanted to be a woman. And I'm sure Chris Jenner knew about this for a while. They did, yeah. I mean, yeah. Actually, in the interview, interview he, that, yeah. he came out to He's like, earlier, you know, but... that she that he'd be wearing, he, she, wearing, I guess now she's Caitlyn. So she, yeah. yeah, would be in a dress or something. And she'd be like, okay, you're going to change now. We're going out. You yeah. know, and was kind of, right. And I think, and, but also talked about this genuine love for each other. The and same just thing with Ed Wood, okay too. Ed Wood was a cross-dresser and he brought it into his movies with Glenn or Glenda and he hmm. really was, and this has been going on for years and years, but. Yeah, you know, and one thing that, this is an admission, I suppose, judge me if you like, but, but I'm just being honest. You've been judged. <laughs> I'm I, leaving, bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in all honesty, when I look at it and I'm like, okay, it just, yes, my question is, is it natural? Not that I don't know if it really matters in the end, but um, it just, when you look at it, it takes so much energy, right? Like, it's like you're, you have to change your entire gender and like your entire body. It's so much energy, so much money, so much uh, physical pain, like taking chemicals, all this stuff that it just makes me go, but like, why? And is it, and it makes me like have this process in my mind of, well, because it would take so much energy in order to have a change that it's like somehow unnatural and that oh this can be fixed or it's a it's a dysfunction of our society or something and then but here's and I stop because I freaked myself out and I took a step out of myself and I'm like oh my god I sound like 
I'm like my grandparents in like 1940s America who have just come across homosexuality for the first time saying mm. the exact same things. Yeah, like that it's unnatural. Right. No, that's not that's not natural to humans. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, I mean, obviously, that's kind yeah. of like well, like back surgery natural. isn't natural. Yeah, it's not natural to go get your hip fixed if it breaks. Yeah, it's not natural to, to like yeah, <laughs> it's not natural a lot to of have things. A cochlear implant that makes you hear. You yeah, know? these things are not natural, but we have it in society where we're able to do it and. People do want that. And if we didn't have that in society, we didn't have the ability to do that. I think people would still be going towards being more feminine or dressing like women because they want that feeling. Making alterations to the best of their ability, which we just exhibited, you know, which you discovered in the research of reading about, you know, the histories. Yeah. No matter what, people are going to do that because we all are born with either a lot of testosterone or a lot of estrogen. And some men are born with way too much estrogen right and they right. have the choice of either getting on hormones and becoming more manly or staying that way and being confused for a woman right. and that happens to some people like that's just the way they're born right. so it's just a, like I, if anything I'd say it's a mistake with actual human mechanics and the way that we were born right because if, if it we shouldn't be men shouldn't be born with tons of estrogen if it was all right but yeah or if it was that simple if there weren't yeah. genetic alterations with every single person that's born exactly and so they're i wouldn't say these are mistakes these are just right. more yeah, gifts like of like words. it's like look at a weed like some weeds are beautiful but some people hate weeds because they mess up their yard like these things are still beautiful right, right. like that just happens. the way you look at it completely yeah yeah um, can I ask you a question, Chris? Of uh, you, okay. So if you, well, I guess, I guess, I don't know. I don't, I was going to say, would you, sorry, we're in my neighborhood and there's like, the kids just got home from school. Well, I'm not going to hear them. <laughs> them in the mic, but there are like children screaming we're through screaming. the windows. Yeah. And we have, uh, we and have the windows screaming. open cause it's super hot in here and yeah. like they are just hollering. Yeah, and we're just we're just screaming back about transgender sex. Yeah. We're gonna like get a sex change, kids. Yeah, yeah. It'll be good for you. Exactly. Just be yourself. They're gonna I, remember this. Yeah. You're gonna be like, one day I heard through the window. Oh my god, it's LA. They'll reveal everything through the window. <laughs> so, Chris, uh, my question is, if if would you still be attracted to a transsexual if? there were not the technological advances that there are today, like breast augmentation and hormone therapy. And I have been attracted to many transsexuals who just had long hair mm-hmm. and, no, and no surgery whatsoever. And uh, I mean, they were, on, they were on hormones, so they had tiny little boobies. <laughs> but it's, it's just the feminine quality of someone. If, if they have that feminine quality... Oh, that's well said. The feminine quality. I was right. going to say, like, I don't, I'm still figuring out my own. I mean, largely I identify as heterosexual, but it's true that, you know, like I, there have been women that I'm drawn to. And it does seem to almost have more to do with this energy that, that makes me attracted. And I think it's, uh, if, if I never experimented, if I'd never done that when I was a teenager, I probably never would be into this. And I probably never would have like had the balls to go forward with being this because I know that when I, slept with men before I kind of felt shamed like I felt shame because I thought that it wasn't the way I should be in society Mm -hmm. and so I always kept that secret and wanting to hide it and hide it and hide it and keep it hidden because I was afraid I'd be judged and so but I now that I've seen it and I like it and I've been 
doing it for long enough that I realize like, oh, I don't care. But I think people who just kind of question it later on in life, they may never give it a second thought and pursue it. Yeah. Well, I was I was thinking that, too. Like for me, I, I can't. Well, I don't feel like I was really exposed to it. And this always brings me back to even like porn consumption. Like as a child, I never really saw a magazine the way that like I feel young boys are exposed to it more you know, in any form, right? Oh, so yeah. it sort of takes you as me as a woman, like longer to catch up or something. Um, but my mom bought me a Playboy at 13. That was like my bar mitzvah, guys. Ooh, <laughs> I got a Playboy when I turned 13 <laughs> and I was like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah, but like, so you're already being shaped that way. Yeah. Um, but okay, we're going to take a mini break cool. and uh, and then we're going to come back and talk about more of transgender. Um, you're listening to Pushing Boundaries with TNA. I'm T. And I'm A. Tweet us at T Sex Talk. that hey you're welcome <laughs> this is pushing boundaries of tna we're talking with christopher corbin actor comedian improviser yep still here on the stage and in real life <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, you can tweet him at corbin underscore chris and mm-hmm. you can tweet us at ta sex talk if you want to join the conversation please do we want to hear from you yeah and so, uh, so we're talking transgender, about transgender is it natural what does it mean what does it mean to be attracted to one and uh and Chris recently has come out as um, to his wife and to everyone he knows as being attracted to trans, transsexual, transgender folks. And so we were talking over the break about your wife and your situation, how you how you guys are going through that right now. And I was thinking that, oh, so if your wife were a strap on or something, yeah, if my wife would you me? be good? I don't know. Maybe my wife can peg me sometime. Uh, I no, I I'm not into so things. It, I'm into. Like I like penises, I like vaginas too, and like they're my wife is the person who I love, and I love her, I adore her, she's my best friend, but there's there's that thing where I have that attraction for something else and 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 the problem is like I lied about it for so long that I can't rebuild that trust. do you feel like to me when I hear this, I mean it sounds like the man that you thought she wanted you to be is like the conformities of our society, like the things that we're told we need to be, right? Like you're a good man if you do X, Y, Z. You're a good woman if you do X, Y, Z. And of course, as we grow up, like almost none of us fit that mold. So we're like, you know, floundering and trying to be the image that we think that our partner wants us to be. And then all of a sudden, I'm, and I guess listening to you talk about, I, you know, I'm looking at my own past relationship where all of a sudden it was like the rules were changing. And as years pass, your expectations for yourself and your partner are changing. But it's like, how do you stay on the same page yeah. over five years, over a decade? You know, I mean. And I think me starting to smoke weed again back in like October really sped a lot of stuff up. Uh, it really sped you- up like my like my ideas of what I like wanted in life and like it it also like they the doctor prescribed me Adderall so that sped things up a lot too (laughs) um and so when I got off that and I got off the weed I I realized I'm like oh man I've done a lot of because I cheated on her with three different transsexuals and and I lied to her about it for a long time and then I finally 
was honest because I talked to a good friend of mine and she's like, look, you have to make her make like, cause I wanted to keep her and I wanted to do anything include lie to her for the rest of my life and just stop everything and be like, okay, I'm done. I'm just going to be with her and lie about everything. And then my friend's like, you just need to be honest with her because it's, if I want, she had the same thing happen where she had a boyfriend cheat on her and he finally was honest like two years after the fact. And she wow. wished she had, was able to make the own de- her own decision with that. And so that's why I was like, well, she needs to be able to make her own decision whether she wants to stay with me or not. And, of course, she does not. And uh, Not of course, well, but like, sure. The- it, it's a lot to go into it, and it's a lot that happened. But I, And I feel horrible about a lot of stuff that did happen, but I feel good that I'm able to be honest about who I am. And that was with her help. Right. So, and, yeah, you're only stronger for it in the yeah. end but right there's a like wreckage there's still <laughs> a lot of pain way. and a lot of like uh yeah a lot of wreckage right you know i had a friend um a friend recently come out to me in the same way that you are and he and he he doesn't really even know how to define himself at the moment but he's like you know i just i think he was married for 10 years and he's like i i think i'm attracted to transsexuals and i don't know i don't know if that makes me bisexual i don't know what i am like i don't know what that means for me and so he's literally just embarking on this journey. And and I, I mean, I was grateful he came out to me. It was fine. It didn't, it didn't rock me at all. But what fascinated me was how, like, the pieces started coming together. It was the first time I had actually knew someone uh, or really heard from someone who was attracted to a transsexual and, like, really wanted primarily, like, he's like, yeah, this is something I've really been sitting on and hiding my entire life. And I'm like, wow, like I didn't even know, I I never really considered that kind of desire being someone's bread and butter sexually. You know, I guess I always, for some reason in my mind, thought of it being as like a a more of a fetish thing or an an, an, addiction I'm sure most guys out there has watched like transsexual porn. I'm sure Obama has watched transsexual (laughs) porn. I'm sure like almost every guy out there has at some point watched transsexual porn because they were curious about it. Right. And some guys are more attracted to it than others. And so, and it becomes an attraction that you're like, oh, this is what kind of what I like to watch. This is not like, I don't really like watching straight porn as much anymore. And this, right. and, but some people don't, some people just use it as a curiosity and then move on to like Brazilian fart porn. And so it's like, we all have those curiosities. So yeah. but it really pulled in. I'm like, oh, it just really like seeing that there existed a community that like really wanted a transgender or a transsexual experience. I was like, oh, like that it, then, yeah. It makes sense that there's one and the other. Like I, I've only really considered. I, I don't know why because I'm silly and naive and uneducated. No, about no, the but whole like thing, the, but if there's if it's out there, there's also almost like a magnetic attraction to it as well. Like there's going to be a community or right. a world for it. And I, yeah. But I the just, thing is, you don't hear. You, right. Like you just you just don't really hear like, from it. It's great talking anybody. with you about right. it, Chris, yeah. because it's this idea of like we're hearing a lot from the people who are living it and experiencing those changes, but it's like. No, no, they're, we need they're, to hear from they're the actually other side desired and there's actually an, you know, an interest in them as well. And the truth is, I mean, even people talk a lot about like androgyny, right? And like that's very high fashion or like all, you know, um, and, and so very effeminate boys and or boys, I should say young men, like are all like Prince like, and all those like they're. Yep. Yeah. And, and it's that fine line. I mean, I think there actually is a lot of attraction to it. And then that brings me to like, we, we, we were doing research for this show and talking with you, you'd mentioned your friend, Morgan Bailey. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, you know, we're Googling and, uh, 
And I think A and I both kind of at the same time. We were on the phone. A... <laughs> we were on the phone looking up pictures. On the... Oh, weren't we? I was here in the room with you. Were you? Oh, we yeah, were. We were you here were on together on different yeah. computers. And we both kind of went, oh. Oh, oh that's, that's kind of hot. It was, it, <laughs> honestly, I'm like, because it, I, I identify as heterosexual, but I like to play with women. And so I'm like, oh, there's a woman with a penis. That's the perfect combination. Know, like, so many things to <laughs> grab. Like, and like, <laughs> that's exactly, and... <laughs> it's like the feminine experience, but with penetration and the penis that I love. It's like, There are women I'm who are converted. into transsexuals too. Yeah, there's, it's not a thing that's just strictly to men that like transsexuals. Like a lot of women out there do like them. And so. my confusion has been, I don't understand, like I've just, I've just never really understood what the what transsexual people want. Like, I don't even know. I've never considered myself as like a player in that field. You know, like, would they? Do they like women? Do they, and, and I, from what I hear, it's all different. over the board. I, yeah, I think. Yeah, it, no, it changes from person to person. There's right. no way to label the entire community because I'm sure it's not like homosexual. It's yeah, not, there yeah. are transsexuals out there that I've met that do not like to get it in the butt. Like right. there's transsexuals that I've met that only like it that way. So it's it's just changes from person to person. There's no way to really judge somebody and on right. like. Well, I always do, like do to the highlight yeah. the similarities though. Like I like I love even using the word coming out. It's like well, you're not coming out gay, but like the fact that that word is being. It's like this this idea of secrets being revealed. But I I mentioned this to say that even dis, oh sorry even discussing what you're saying about. Um, their preferences for for their sexual activities it's like even if you're at a bar and meets you know like as a heterosexual woman i'm gonna meet a a straight man and i don't know if he likes uh penetration in the butt right like they're guys that do that are straight and like and and their different fetishes are like you know i was just with a guy that's like oh you kind of like rough sex i'm like well it depends you know like sometimes you know and and then it's you know so it's like there's always you're just figuring out what that is yeah yeah and it's and it's just highlighting this the similarities like it's always just context and and it feels new and novel because we haven't seen a lot of imagery of it in the media or you know it hasn't been sort of openly talked about yeah i think people like just putting things in boxes like including like all of like community and it's everybody's different every person is a different they all have different upbringings and so it changes from person to person. There probably are transsexuals out there who don't like having sex at all. Right. There are people out there who don't like having sex, but they just want to identify as a woman. And my ex, who uh, was a post-op transsexual, after she broke up with me, she was just dating women for a long time and was considered a lesbian. So it's it's one of those things that we, we shouldn't put society into boxes. Like, if you're attracted to somebody, you're attracted to somebody. Right, yeah. And I was going to say, yeah, it's almost like not so much going and finding so like, okay, well, are they into me or not? It's almost like, well, you know when someone's in you. You know, you feel yeah, it. Right. You feel yeah. the moment. And, then and, you know. and this is what I think, honestly, in the end, after, you know, looking into all of this and trying to understand it all, I, one thing that sticks out to me is that I think it's a really beautiful evolution for humanity that um, that we're transcending the, yeah, I guess the the extra the boxes and also the physical uh category i don't know categorizing people physically and and making clear decisions off that like it's like it's like evolution is forcing us to look beyond and to just simply connect and with one another and and whatever's on the surface doesn't matter anymore yeah i mean there are men that i've been attracted to i couldn't see myself being with a man like for a long period of time but yeah i'm sure that in my future, I will be with men, and I'm sure in my future, I'm going to be with transsexuals, and in my future, I'm going to be with women, and 
that's okay with me and I hope it's okay with society. I'm sure it won't be okay with some people in society, but some people are going to be okay with it. Yeah. Right. And that's what matters. And as long as it's okay with me, that's what really matters. Well, Chris, thanks for being with us. Thank you guys. Thank TNA you. were awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys can, uh, you can tweet Chris at Corbin underscore Chris. You can find him on Instagram at just me CCC. Yeah, blowing up them pictures, guys. Lots of dog pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you have a show at the complex with the Miles Stroth workshop, right? Yeah, every Wednesday, and we're switching to Tuesdays in July. Um, and then I do second and fourth Wednesday at the clubhouse. We do a show called The Coconut Club. It's all musical improv. Feel free to submit your teams if you want to try musical improv out. It's a great time. You sing. I do. I sing. Just checking. You do little medleys. Yeah, man. I yeah. hear that voice. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Get on down with that berry wine now. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right. Well, you can tweet us at TA Sex Talk. Please join the conversation. Check out uh, and go to our website. Please uh, leave a voice message for us if you like. Our website is pbwithta.com. Yeah. Thanks tell us what you're in. attracted to. Marcel. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to Pushing Boundaries with TNA. I'm Dave. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.